Hello, family and friends. I'm honored again today to have David Weibert, chaplain and director of Christian Ministry Network with me, who happens to live about five blocks from my house. And when I leave my house, um, I most often go in that direction and, uh, and see his fence with the Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, which is a couple of my favorite scriptures out there. And we're going to get right into it today. We ran out of time quickly yesterday and you know, when we were talking in between the, the broadcast, David, the Lord had reminded me as you were talking about what we were, were on there was that when I started this podcast, uh, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and said, arguing with people doesn't change anything. Only the word of God will change people. Amen. And so as an engineer, you know, we're professional arguers. And I've got this t-shirt, in fact, from my daughter gave me is says, engineer, I'm not arguing. I'm explaining why I'm right. And so, but you know, it doesn't work all that well in Christianity. So we got to put that down. But, but Dave, why don't you go ahead and you had a little talk. You're going to talk about the hammock a little bit. I yeah. Yeah. I love talking about the hammock. So uh, just very, really quickly, a few years ago, I put a hammock up in the backyard of my house and my teenagers were little then. They were about uh, eight and 10. And it took me quite a while to string it between two trees. I wanted it to be safe. Mm hmm and I just envisioned myself getting in it and relaxing and swaying with the breeze and the sunlight and just uh, enjoying it. And, um, so, and I did do that, and it, and it was wonderful. But when I first put it up, my kids saw it, and they saw Holiday World written on this thing. <laughs> and they ran and dove in it recklessly, fearlessly, and had it swinging, which I thought was going to turn upside down. They were just... They had no thought that maybe we better make sure this thing's tied to the tree good. Or let's ask dad about how this works. Or should we consider we could die in this thing? No. All they wanted to do is just swing in it like, you know, just having fun, right? And the Lord spoke to me one day and I was out there and he said, listen, that's what I want you to do. That is also resting in me. Yeah, and I had this thing for a long time, resting in God is just being real quiet and somber. And no, it's he's there for any activity with us, and it brings him, him glory as daddy that we enjoy him. Um, I'm reminded of um, something that God has given me, actually after the hammock, about uh, surgery. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of Christians I've found over the years, go through the same issues year after year after year, wondering this right here. And I do it in person with people. I raise my hands, and, and, and I'll do this. I'll say, and they're like, they're going, God, yes. <laughs> Where are you? I'm here. Don't you know what I'm going through? Yes. Don't you care? Yes. Well, what are you going to do about it? I'm waiting on you. To do what? Rest. And, you know, it's like a surgery. When you go in for a surgery, you can't help the surgeon. They don't, they don't need your help. They don't want your help. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you ask them, hey, can I stay awake during this surgery? No, it's not how it works. Can I help cut? No, that's not how it works. And many people will go for years not getting what they need and want from God because they won't rest. It's only in the resting Will the surgeon do the much-needed much surgery? Mm -hmm. so, so the Lord spoke to me. It, was really, had to, it really started with the hammock thing about resting in the hammock and led to the surgery aspect here that when we rest in God, then and 
only then is when he rescues us. It doesn't come apart. Even if we're saying the right things, we're speaking the word by faith, we're trying to obey him, but if we're not resting, he won't rescue. You know, a lifeguard, when he jumps in to, to save somebody, doesn't need or want their help. He just wants them to do a dead man's float, he or she, and scoops them up and brings them to safety. And that's what God wants us to do, resting. And so the hammock is a perfect way to think about it. Even though my kids used it to, to be reckless in it and have fun, God also wants us to rest, and that's when he rescues. Amen. One of the things Amen. I love about you, David, is that you know there's a lot of similarities um, in your ministry and mine and kind of our personalities. And you know, when I first started my ministry and God you know, put it on my heart, I wanted to run everywhere and fix everything. You know, yeah. I was running here and filling up this hole in the ministry and all that. And then I finally realized, really, you know, my responsibility is to go do the ministry that God called me to do. It's not to go in every ministry because you run yourself ragged and yeah. you have no rest in that. And yep. you're doing a ministry that somebody else is supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I was on the slow bus and I'm uh, learning a little bit at a time. I always joke, David, that God's got me on this whiteboard in heaven, special projects list. He's got me up there, you know, and he's always working on it. But praise God, he doesn't give up on us. But Amen. um well, let's just share a little bit about more about uh, kind of what you've been doing with your ministry and kind of how that works, David. Well, um, I am um, I am quite the anomaly, I guess, in that most of my adult life I've wanted desperately to be a part of a team, a ministry team, and for a variety of reasons that hasn't happened. And God has allowed me to be kind of this maverick mustang kind of a guy now i've uh, over the years i've warned people about that in fact i've warned people watch out for people like that and so what i have to do is connect with people and many of those are outside of the conventional church even Mm -hmm. though i i'm a big believer in being in a conventional church Mm -hmm. and being under authority having the five-fold ministry and so i lovingly submit to those people when i can and i love it uh, but I have found that the ministry that God has for me is really outside of the church, reaching a lot of folks that would never come into church mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And many, many um, four-wall-type churches would not accept those people. A lot of churches wouldn't mm-hmm. accept mm-hmm. them. And um, so I find myself going sometimes um, in a lot of precarious situations, mm-hmm. whether it's a drug house with people trying to rescue some folks mm-hmm. Um, you know, going down late at night, bringing much-needed food and medicine, blankets in the winter, and clothes to mm-hmm. homeless folks. Um, doing a lot of marriage mm-hmm. ministry, which I love to do, yep. and uh, it helps that I have the greatest wife on the planet. Amen. And um, so, you know, doing a lot of work with uh, people struggling with drugs, alcohol, a lot of deliverance. Uh, that's not conventional within a church, and it looks different outside of, of an altar from a church, mm-hmm. I will tell you that. Yeah. Uh, there's not really a formula. There's not an altar call. There's not music. There's not. We don't turn the lights down low. It's sometimes right in the streets or people's back porches or at their car, and they get set free from meth. They get set yeah. free from uh, homosexuality. They get set free from a variety of, of entanglements from Satan. Uh, and I'm talking about people that have been believers in Christ and non-believers. Yep. And um, so that is, um, 
That's a lot of my ministry. I think a lot also happens during the week. I get a lot of text messages and calls from people to ask me questions about the Bible. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, I've learned over the years that the first thing they need to do if they are in a church, they need to go first to their own pastor, Mm -hmm. to their own leadership, Mm -hmm. and not come outside of that church. I believe that's not biblical to Mm do. And uh, But if they don't have a pastor and they don't have leadership in their life, I love answering Bible questions Amen. and saying, hey, this is this is what God has showed me to this point in yep. the Word of God. And um, But ultimately, you, you know, you need to get in the Word yourself and pray and seek Holy Spirit to yep. teach you. Amen. Well, you know, as you were talking through that again, uh, you know, the Lord reminded me how sometimes we get so tunnel visioned in ministry where we get on this deal where we're, where we're just going to drag everybody to the church. Well, sometimes we need to drag the church to them, and that's in us, Amen. right? And yep. so there's so few, there's so little of that going on outside the church a lot of times, reaching those people, the heart that God had. God so loved the word that he gave, and he put that in us, David, that same giving, that same loving, and, and we need to be more willing to go you know, go out and reach that world. So I admire you for your ministry, and thank you. Yeah, if you would close God. us in prayer... David, I appreciate it. Sounds great. Father, thank you so much for your awesome love for us. Thank you, God, that you uh, make a daily ways for us to rest. If we will be open, if we will see those. And I just greatly appreciate and love you, God, and love the fact that you love us unconditionally with your agape love. And we just bless you and praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, if you want to reach David, you can do so through our ministry. You can contact us at 812-449-8147. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. We love you all. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.